0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten, and enjoy the show. Attention. Everybody, stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today is Friday, September 29th, and Mizzou football is ranked. Mizzou football is flying high, headed into its Week 5 matchup against Vanderbilt. Kenny and Peyton... Remember the last time that happened? We talked about it during the SEC tier list. Uh, Mizzou at that time, back in 2019, I think we think we all remember it well. Five and one, if my memory serves. Number 23, lost on the road to a Vanderbilt team uh, that then, you know, continued to, or caused, I guess, a spiral um, that Mizzou ended that season. Six and six. Now again, marching into the construction site this week in a similar position. Let's just start right there, recording here on a Thursday, obviously, but two days out for you guys, a day out for, for our viewers and listeners. How are we feeling headed into um, you know, what, we've, what we've dubbed very much a trap game? We knew Memphis was kind of a trap game being in St. Louis. They overcame that hurdle relatively comfortably. We're going to talk about, you know, especially the injuries. I think it will be a, a big issue heading in Vanderbilt. But how are you guys feeling headed into um, week number five and the, the infamous Vandy Road game?
0: feeling better you know uh it seems like the injury situation has cooled a bit uh on tuesday i mean it it felt like just about everybody was on the injury report even cook and um cook and luther they were both uh listed as questionable and drinkwit says he gives them about a 50 everybody that's questionable about a 50 50 chance to play you can believe that if you want i personally don't believe that i think he knows their status really already um and callum mcandrew um he tweeted that uh both cook and burden were full, were full participants Drinkwitz said they were full participants uh on tiger talk uh ennis brightstraw and uh Drayden norwood appeared to be full participants according to callum mcandrew um so, those are very positive signs. Uh, also, Brett Norfleet, we thought maybe his injury was going to be a bit more major. Um, turns out Drinkwitz expects him to, to put, possibly play this weekend. Uh, so, really good news on the injury front. That should alleviate some of the fear from this game.
1: We're going to get back to the Mizzou Vandy preview in just a minute. But first, quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one. In- Information sport source for all your sports wagering and info with all the up to minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from both the NFL and college football right at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds from Week One all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl. Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available online. We y- love using their lines for our football fantastic four picks so head to the website today and use your mobile device to get in on the action remember use promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts and now back to the mizzou
2: vandy preview Two more that I saw in here, and you guys can maybe talk a little bit more about Makai Miller. But Darius Robinson was listed as questionable, and Kai Miller, and it, we we see Callum always known you know noted this last year is that the full the full injury report comes out Thursday evening, and so we'll maybe get a little bit more on that. But Mackay um, Miller, I think he was injured in that last game. I you know, I told you guys I didn't get to watch the full thing, but what happened? What happened there for him?
0: Makai Miller, I mean, he's just had um, a. L- well, what did they call it? Um, I don't. He had stitches in one of his hands um, recently. I think it was after the week one game. And he's tried to play through it, and he's played pretty poorly. Um, so I think they're just giving him a reset. And then Darius Robinson, nagging calf injury. He kind of re, re-aggravated it in the St. Louis game. They said they want to get him some rest. This might be the game to do it.
1: Yeah, um, I think Peyton did a good update on on Miller and that you guys that that was the first place I was going to go, which I think was natural for all of us. It, it was the injuries we saw, um, you know, I think some some criticisms, you know, I kind of half joking of the 15 year old turf or whatever it was that they were playing that people said they were playing on in St. Louis. Um, Obviously, you know, that's not the sole cause of all these injuries. But, you know, that's good to see some positive news. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get a quote tweet or something up this evening when we see, kind of the full report, but obviously, you know, this team needs everybody to go to get clicking. Otherwise I I think they can have, they can struggle against just about everybody. We've already seen it, um, you know, that in the past with South Dakota, a little bit, and even middle Tennessee to some extent. Um, I want to turn to Vandy briefly because you two have talked about this, especially when we've done the fraud rankings, you guys were both fairly high on Vandy Peyton. If I remember right, you picked them, I think, to finish above Florida. Originally in the SEC standings, which um, you know I'm not I'm not trying to come for you with that take. It's just something I remember, and I know you've you've been thoroughly disappointed, especially in Kenny as well. But you know, there's obviously something that made you you know think that. What does this Vandy team have that can that can hurt Mizzou? And what has not maybe met your expectations so far this year that you're hoping Mizzou can continue to you know keep down in
0: order to avoid the upset. It was more a, uh, I think Florida is going to be really bad this year, take. But I still don't think they're very good. I think that went win over Tennessee, until I I see otherwise, was completely fake. Uh, but Vanderbilt also, I mean, coming into this year, there was so much talent on offense. Uh, they have two really, really good receivers. Shepard, I think, is honestly among the best in the SEC. A.J. Swan flashed a lot of talent last year. Um, he has just been a turnover machine. Uh, Vanderbilt's run defense has been just futured this year. Um, that should be a point of emphasis for Missouri. You might see a heavier dose of the rush in the uh, this Saturday, rather. Um, so, yeah, Clark Lee, I mean, he had things going in the right direction, but it seems like the progress has been lost this year. I mean, there's really been nothing to hang their hat on. Their two wins are against are the just barely hung on against a bad Hawaii team. Hawaii has still been just terrible this year outside of that game and Alabama A&M, which FCS, I mean, that's, just what it is.
2: Yeah. On the offensive side, there's really just only two prime targets. You, know, you mentioned the two wide receivers there and Will Shepard and Jaden McGowan. Jaden McGowan's a sophomore and he was incredible last season. I mean, he and Luther Burton were two of the best young wide receivers in the SEC um, He can do it. You did it on special teams as well. And he looked strong everywhere. Um, on Saturday, though, he, he didn't pick up a reception. Uh, so that I mean, that's something to keep an eye on and a guy that really just kind of pops up in that receiving core as well. He only has 12 receptions this year is L- London Humphreys, who's a freshman, a uh, big uh, wide receiver. He wears number 83 if you're going to keep an eye out for him. Um, Kind of showing up in those two games against UNLV and Wake Forest with uh, over 100 yards in both, Uh, but his receptions are going up a little bit. He's looking to get more targets. Um, He has three touchdowns this season as well. So those those are the three prime targets to keep an eye on um, for this weekend. Of course, it's going to be different without AJ Swan out there. And you talk about the turnovers, seven interceptions this year, nine turnovers total. Maybe that's another thing to keep an eye on just for Vanderbilt is to see if those turnovers might go down without AJ Swan out there as um, the interceptions. I mean, you could go through and watch every interception. Maybe some of them don't get blamed on AJ Swan, but maybe the interceptions go down with a different quarterback on the field.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. Turning, turning to Mizzou now. I mean, it was, you know, I think Peyton and I talked about it. I think an overall good performance against Memphis. I, you know, I, I think we were pretty satisfied um, with what we got, forced two more turnovers on defense. I know that's a big thing. Offensive line, I mean, I think still doing its job for the most part. Those have been those have been at least the two parts of the game that I've probably been the most concerned with. Or like, and you know, the, I could see more um, out of those those parts of Missouri's team. But you know, in thinking of of what Vanderbilt can bring, what does uh, what does Mizzou? What do you guys want to see out of Mizzou this time around? I I personally, again, want a third thing I'll add. Starting off with another explosive play. I mean, we've had back to back games now. Um, just two bombs by Brady Cook to to a pair of young receivers in Luther Burden. And then we saw Marquise Johnson getting on the end of, I think this is the longest touchdown of the year now, 76 yards uh in that in that Memphis game. What uh what do you guys want to see? And who maybe um, you know, personnel wise, do you want to see step up either side of the ball, special teams, wherever you want to go?
0: The defense needs to get off the field quickly, like just faster. I mean, they've just given up too many third and fourth down conversions this year. Um, Luckily, they've been starting to force more turnovers. um, And whether it's Ken Seals or A.J. Swan this weekend at quarterback, um, you would hope they'd be able to maybe force another. Uh, Personnel-wise, I'm interested to see how the D-line holds up. Um, especially without Darius Robinson, but really the main thing is the entire defense just gotta miss less tackles. I mean, there were too many uh, slip tackles last week, and that's been the major reason they have not been able to be as effective on third and fourth down as you hope. That's the main thing I'm hoping for. Offense, uh, get Luther burden the ball. Um, that's he's the playmaker. We've seen it. Uh, he's among the best receivers in the nation i don't think there's any doubt uh so you got to get your ball get the ball in the hands of your best playmaker um i expect to see a lot of uh running in this game whether it's designed from brady cook although that may be ill-advised uh considering we heard this past week that brady cook got so badly hurt on that qb draw near the end of the first half it was originally planned for them to bring Sam Horn out for the second half, Brady Cook probably was like, I'm good. We can, we'll be fine. But you want to see them take less shots on the QB. Brady Cook's got to learn to slide in those instances, but yeah, most, the biggest thing I'm looking for defense needs to get off the field on third down. Um, if they do that this week, it should be no problem.
2: Yeah. Looking at that defensive or the offensive side of the ball too, going off with Peyton saying, um, I think you know Cody Schrader just building off last game is something that I've you know read about a couple times and just seeing the 8.8 average yards uh, per carry against Memphis looked good 14 carries with 123 yards that's something just to keep an eye on I was looking more into what Vanderbilt's defense has been putting up because I read that it's I mean they the rushing defense isn't all that strong um, yards per play they're allowing 5.68 um, yards per play and that's in the likes of ball state louisiana tech and new mexico so i mean you look at the logo of vanderbilt you think about the history that this football team has it's still you know they're still dwindling in very subpar play and you look at how much how many yards are giving up per play the you know total um yards per game is also not very impressive so i mean you this is not this is an opportunity for this offensive fire on all cylinder cylinders and you know show those explosive plays i liked how you brought that up too jack um, that was one thing that we wanted to see two weeks ago. And they've done it the last two games. It's just, you know, who's going to get the ball on this explosive play to start this one.
1: I love it. I love seeing it. It's such a it's such a great like the deja vu I got when Marquise Johnson ca- caught that on their first drive, just a flashback to last game, like it goes back to what I said. It's a it's an SEC type of play. It's like I, I was so frustrated to the first two games that they just look so bottled up um like bottled themselves up in their play calling so it's just nice to see them unleash it this team like for how for how much we've praised the passing attack for how great luther is they i mean you, you talked about cody schrader kenny he's leading the sec in rushing yards like this team runs the ball a lot comparatively to their their conference opponents like cody schrader has those 403 rush yards and 65 carries nathaniel pete 44 uh 44 attempts he's got 186 yards still waiting for you know, some more production out of him. But like, you know, there, this this is a, a team definitely not afraid to put it on the ground, which I think is, is helpful right now with how limited Brady is with his own legs. So, you know, I, I think that's definitely something to turn to. Um, I, I'm going to look ahead. I'm going to keep doing this, even though I say that I will regret doing this and I'm going to keep doing it. There was there was the piece of news I do want to ask looking ahead kind of Were you guys were you guys annoyed like I was to see, you know, regardless of how this Vanderbilt game goes, that LSU now is an 11 a.m. kick in Columbia? Or are you not really surprised at all?
0: Yes, Jesus, I am. That really was annoying. I thought that should have been a night game. Uh, I thought it was ridiculous that it wasn't. I wasn't expecting the mid afternoon CBS slot. Okay, that would have been primo like the game of the week. And I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting that treatment quite yet for Mizzou. Um, 11 a.m. sucks, man. Like for fans, I get TV wise, it's not a bad spot. It's better than getting the other 3:30 spot. spot. Um, 11 a.m. on ESPN is like the first game of the day that a lot of people are going to watch. But I was really hoping this would have gotten a night game treatment, but it's not really an excuse either way. I mean, It's a sold out game. People will be there. Uh, The crowd was great for K State, and that was at 11 a.m. But it is also annoying for me because I'm going to be in the car like while that game is going on. Brutal.
2: Yeah, you look at those two night games as well. The six o'clock game on ESPN is Georgia and Kentucky. SEC Network game is Ole Miss and Arkansas. Is are one ranked team against a non-ranked team. Arkansas has had its issues this year. Kentucky's offense isn't meeting the the standard that we thought it would, and that's just kind of unfortunate. I mean, Alabama Texas A&M could be a big game. Um, Alabama rolling in to face Jimbo, and now Max Johnson at quarterback for the rest of the season. Yeah. And that's always going to be a fun game. There could always be an upset at Kyle Field as well for the 230. Uh, it's good they don't have the 3 o'clock game. That is uh, Florida against Vanderbilt. They're burying that game. That's what it always is. I'm surprised they probably didn't do it with Western Michigan and Mississippi State, which is also an 11 a.m. kick. Uh, overall, um, it, it made sense. It was either going to be 11 or six. That's just the part the two time slots, and they ended up giving them the 11. Probably means that College Game Day isn't going to come to Columbia. Kind of looking at some of the other games that are going on that week, it probably made sense it wasn't going to happen.
1: Yeah, isn't Go it ahead. Red River that week? Yeah. Red
2: River is that week. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that that's that's the nail in the coffin.
2: Yeah. I the the
1: okay so. I, I wasn't sure if I should have been how overly annoyed I should have been, but I, i'm I'm on Peyton's side on that. i I'm I'm a little bit, you know, I, I think Mizzou fans will feel a little bit slandered. I mean, that's you know barring again, this is all barring disaster here on Saturday. Um, and we'll finish that off. but like this this is likely two ranked teams. I think it's a more fun matchup to me than Kentucky, Georgia, which is the one they put at six. I get Kentucky's also undefeated, but you know, is that game in Athens too? Yes,
2: it is in Athens. Jeez. I I don't Wait.
0: know of a slide. Yeah, I just Jeez, I just guys. don't I don't
2: get that. Do you guys want to guess the line on that game? Uh, it's not out Which yet. Line is but, it anyway? Uh, bet online, bet online, bet, online. bet online's line. Um, they don't have the line yet, but we could maybe just save it for later. I, I'm thinking because I want to know like this line might be pretty big. It's going to be. I mean, I, we can assume George is going to win this one as well. Here's yeah.
0: here's the thing. Um, I don't think the line will be some crazy large spread just because um, Kentucky, because they've played and largely handled their first four games, even if they were bad teams they were playing, um, they, they grayed out pretty well metrics-wise, which I know the these lines weigh pretty heavily on. Um, so I don't think it'll be big. It'll be double digits, maybe close to 20 um, especially because I think there's a that's non-zero big. chance. Yes, but here's the thing: it's not that's be big like for SEC. 20. For for an SEC game, sure. What do you that's say? Not 20? Vanderbilt.
2: That's that's big.
0: I, I, no, I don't think it's going to be twenty. No, um, maybe it's around um two touchdowns, maybe close to seventeen in the fourteen to seventeen range. Um, there's also a non-zero chance Kentucky loses to Florida. I think Kentucky will win because i do think they're better than florida and the game is at kentucky if i'm not mistaken um but yeah i still think it'll be a sizable line not like a crazy eye-popping line and that game is yeah
1: yeah i don't know um I don't know. I don't know what the line will be, but yeah, I would guess Peyton's probably right. But anyway, yeah, I just, I, I wanted to turn to that because that that was a scheduling thing that kind of annoyed me, but again, segueing back, you know, you got to focus on the team that's ahead of you. We hope that's what, you know, a coach who has struggled on the road and Eli Drinkwitz is doing. And Kenny, we talked about this before we, uh before we started, we want to do one thing, one thing each to, to mm-hmm. close it out that we're looking at from, we talked about this Vanderbilt team a little bit, but either, you know, I'll start. I'll start with Peyton, and then um, Kenny, and I'll, I'll go last. But um, one thing, Peyton, you're maybe honing in whether it's something you touched on already um, or something else from just this game that fans should keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, no, I mean the the thing I'm looking for on Vandy is whether it's Swan or Seals can Mizzou bottle up those two receivers. I mean, Shepard and uh, McGowan, uh, who Kenny mentioned. Oh. <laughs> not a fan of McGowan, not a fan of McGowan. Uh, Kenny mentioned it earlier uh, with Shepard and McGowan. Um, I mean, those two are really dynamic. I think Shepard is an NFL receiver for sure. McGowan is still so young, uh, but they have shown in the, in the past they can be explosive. And I, with how often uh, Blake Baker likes to blitz, there's going to be times where Cad and Ennis, assuming they play, are left on an island with those two. Can they hold up against them? That is the main thing I'm going to watch. Last year, they did largely hold up. Uh, That's another thing. Mizzou was so close with Vanderbilt last year. I mean, that game almost got away from them. So I don't think Mizzou is going to overlook this Vanderbilt team. Um, And I think it comes down to can they bottle up that potentially explosive offense.
2: You talked about the defense a little bit, talked about the quarterback, talked about wide receiver. I want to talk about something different. Talk about Matthew Hayball, the Vanderbilt punter. This past week, he was a, the Ray Guy Award punter of the week. And, you know, for good measure, this is a very good punter. Uh, during Hawaii, the first week against Hawaii, his long was 71. Next week, long, 54, 63, 58, 62. This guy Jeez. can boot it. Uh, he punted seven times against Kentucky for 352 yards. He's getting inside the 20-yard the twenty yard line at 47% of his punts. Um, and, I mean, this guy can pin it. And this is probably something just Eric Link needs to keep his eye on about how to return Indiana. against this guy or how to let this ball go. But it looks like he can pin inside the 20 and not let it roll into the end zone.
1: Go to the YouTube right before Kenny just said that to see Peyton is embodying, like, every Mizzou fan's agony at special teams. That's, a, that's an important note. I mean, Mizzou's done nothing in the return game. So if mm-hmm. you add couple that with the fact that they've got a punter who can who can stick it, that's a little scary.
0: I wish there was a way we could find a link between the struggles on special teams for Mizzou. That's really <laughs> it has been a thing. You, you seem
1: to say that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what I don't know what the I, link is. I, I could wonder be. why that could be. I don't know. But uh um, nice. Kenny. Kenny.
0: I never thought of that. Yeah, special
1: teams. That's why the Chargers, that one Chargers team. Never made the playoffs. Um, I'm going to turn to uh, a, a a less, far less probably important factor, but I want to turn everyone's attention to preseason. I brought it up in the little intro I did. This is a stadium, you know, drinks struggled in road environments. And this isn't just any road environment. You guys, they're playing in a construction site here. This stadium is under construction. Their scoreboard's held up by cranes. And, you know, for for a first true road test, I mean, I know Vanderbilt's, you know, it's not Death Valley. It's not Tuscaloosa. It's no you know, widely well-known college football game day atmosphere. But, I mean, playing in a construction site, weird things can happen. I'm just saying, Mizzou's got to keep their wits about them on the road in a stadium held up by cranes in the middle of Nashville.
2: What is your favorite uh form of construction equipment, and do you think <laughs> it will be at this game, Jack?
1: Oh, that's a great question. You know, I think I think Mizzou, Mizzou or Vanderbilt could use this to advantage, just have a guy with, like, like one of those big jackhammers like that's really loud just make a lot of noise during a third down maybe add to the the fandom I don't know blow a wrecking ball right through the just work while just work during the game that's what I would do if I was Vanderbilt
0: honestly Jack I mean that's a good point to bring up I mean this is such a weird (laughs) road environment and it's the first one of the year like it's important and we know drink has had road struggles in the past Um, so it's gonna be that's a good point actually just don't get weirded out by the environment, uh, no matter how loud or quiet it is and whether there's construction work going on or not. I mean, just keep keep your focus. Locked
1: in. Got to be
0: locked
2: maybe it's in. A, maybe it's a big day for Logan Reichert, whose nickname was Dump Truck in uh, high school. And if you guys <laughs> remember correctly, Eli Drinkwood showed up on a recruiting visit with a Dump Truck.
0: Did he really? Armon, yeah, yeah, he and- did. I think he did that with Armand Membu as well. There you and you go maybe top. bring the
1: maybe bring the dump truck to the game and just leave it there. Maybe that'll help them to get their stadium done faster. I mean, and Eli on. said
2: before that Logan reichert has been looking good in practice. He's competing there for a go. spot on the offensive line. Hey, do big, we have a Brett? Do we have a, do we have a Brett Northfleet update? Peyton had one.
0: I uh, did I he, miss it? Yeah, he's probably going to say play. it again. Oh, okay, he's back. All right,
1: good. Sorry, I I I missed that. Mental listen. Lapse. Well. But yeah, playing construction site. Don't get weirded out by the environment. Drink. Maybe bring the dump truck. That's my, that's my final stance. But yeah, Mizzou Vanderbilt, three o'clock kick on the road. First true road test for the Tigers. Trying to go five and zero, improve on where they were, and not have a repeat of 2019. We will see uh, what happens with that. We'll see what Mizzou can do uh, on Saturday at 3:30. This is the Unwritten Rule, presented by Bet Online.